This is New York, the Big Apple. Once upon a time, it was a nice place to live. It is no longer. Oh, Logan. I wish you'd picked a safer part of Manhattan for a rendezvous. I wish there was a safe part of Manhattan for you to pick. The street is Park Avenue in the upper 70s. When Kate Pride was a child, it was one of the swankiest neighborhoods in the city, if not the world. Now it's a slum, abandoned, derelict, dying, much like the city, the country, the planet around it. Welcome to the 21st century. This is rogue territory. The last place on Earth the Sentinels would expect to meet. Especially in X-Men to be. Which is why Wolverine shows it. Wish he'd make his entrance, though. Everything looks peaceful enough. But it feels... Hey! A trapdoor! No! This can't be happening now! No, we're so close! Now with so much depending on us! Robes! Perceptive of you, Muty. And how kind of you to, shall we say, drop in? You'd be advised to let me go. I'm on official sentinel business. Big deal. We hate those ten tyrants almost as much as we hate muties. Beg all you want, sweetheart. Scream all you want. Even if people hear, no one will come to help you. You're gonna be a long time dying, Muty. Not if I have anything to say about it, rogue. <laughs> Let's hear it for Kate's last stand. This inhibitor color I'm forced to wear neutralizes my power to face their objects. I'm just a normal woman. Against these odds... Bravo! George, grab her. I'm gonna flay this muty witch alive. No, you're not, bub. You're gonna release the lady, just like she asked. Who's gonna make me short stuff? You? Nobody gets Big Alex orders on his turf. You want the woman, old man? Then you come save her. If you insist, but don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> in the old days, I'd have simply cut the punk in two with my retractable claws, but doing that would tell the Sentinels that Wolverine's back in town. That would jeopardize the mission. You okay, Kate? I'm fine, Logan. But calls this close, I can live without. I know what you mean. Come on, let's roll. So, tell me, Colonel Logan, how's the Canadian Resistance Army? A thrill a minute, darling. The word from London is that everything's on automatic. The moment the Sentinels move out of North America, the other great powers will launch a full-scale nuclear strike. Then, it's up to the X-Men. As always, when there's a world to save. Here's the last component of the jammer. Like the other modules, it's invisible to the Sentinel's sensors. You shouldn't have any problem smuggling it into camp. That's easy for you to say. You got a point. Phase two begins at midnight when I bust you guys out. Be ready, Kate. Good luck. We'll be waiting, Logan. And thanks. At First Avenue, Kate catches the Uptown Express tram to the Bronx. 
en route. She doesn't bother to hide the sorrow in her eyes as she contrasts what is with what once was and wonders how so much could change so quickly. In North America in the year 2013, there are three classes of people. H for baseline human, clean of mutant genes, allowed to breed. A for anomalous human, a normal person possessing mutant potential, forbidden to breed. M for mutant, the bottom of the heap, made pariahs and outcasts by the Mutant Control Act of 1988, hunted down and, with a few rare exceptions, killed without mercy. In the quarter century since the act's passage, millions have died. They were the lucky ones. I was attacked by rogues, Sentinel Alpha-3. I escaped. That caused the delay. Encephalo scan indicates truthful reply. You may pass. After an exhaustive and intentionally humiliating security examination to ensure that she's carrying no contraband, Kate is allowed to re-enter the camp that has been her home since the turn of the century. As always, the first thing she sees is the graveyard. As always, there's a fresh grave. Interred here are all the victims of the Sentinels. Some I knew. Most I didn't. But, in a way, we're all family. Forgive us, my friends. Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm, Reed and Sue Richards, Professor Xavier, Scott Summers, Warren Worthington, Henry McCoy, Bobby Drake, Morna Dane, Kurt Wagner, my fuzzy elf, we cannot avenge you. For what point is vengeance against an unfeeling machine? But at least we can try to ensure that this nightmare never happens. Never even begins. Of all the X-Men who ever were, only four remain. Logan, Wolverine, Kate, Sprite, Aurora Monroe, Storm, and Peter Rasputin, Colossus. They, along with Franklin Richards, last survivor of the fabled Fantastic Four, and his lady, Rachel, a telepath telekinetic, comprise the core cadre of anti-sentinel resistance. I'm home. Sorry I'm late. I ran into a rogue pack. 
they ran into Wolverine. I have the final module. Logan says he'll strike at midnight. Phase one must be complete by then. How normal we make it sound. Yet what we contemplate is so fantastic, I still cannot believe it's possible. That strange talk for your dad, Andrewich. Coming from one who's seen and done what you have. Magneto. I have never been a simple man, old friend. More farmer in my soul than superhero. I cannot shake my doubts. If there were an alternative, Peter, any alternative, we would take it. And if we do nothing, by tomorrow the world will be at war. And by the day after tomorrow, the world will be dead. Our actions may not make things better for humanity or mutant kind, but they certainly cannot make them worse. Rachel, child, so much depends on you. I won't fail, Magneto. I've been meditating all day. Once the jammer's operational, we can start any time. Then what are we waiting for? A moment, my wife. Hmm? As I said, I have doubts. Can our mad, desperate plan work? More importantly, should it? We are toying with the basic fabric of reality. And if we succeed, what will happen to us? To our love? It might cease to exist, along with the Sentinels. That's a risk we have to take. What does the love of two people matter against the lives of billions? I am selfish. It matters to me. Peter, if our love was meant to be, it will be. Only this time, in a world where our children can grow up free and unafraid. The Sentinels killed my friends. They killed my... My babies. If changing the past holds out even the slightest hope of saving them, I'll do it, whatever the cost. I love you, kid. And I you, Peter. From the moment we first met. Franklin? I am making the final adjustments, sir. As you know, these inhibitor collars we wear neutralizes our superpowers. The jammer should neutralize the inhibitors. Inside this room will be as strong as we ever were, for as long as the unit's power cells function. By then, we'll be free of the collars. Kate, come over here and lie down. Lay back and relax, Kate. This is crazy. I've got butterflies in my stomach. Hush! Sorry. Breathe with me. Let your mind become one with mine, and our minds one with all.
Before she knows it, Catherine Pride Rasputin is entranced. Her soul flung out across the abyss of eternity. What happens next is anybody's guess. Friday, October 31st, 1980. It's the final Friday of one of the closest, hardest-fought presidential elections in recent memory. For the uncanny X-Men, Storm Angel, Colossus, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler, however, it's a day like any other, which begins with a strenuous combat workout in the danger room of their Westchester County, New York mansion headquarters. This is where they hone their mutant abilities to a razor-keen edge under the tutelage of their mentor, Professor Charles Xavier. It's no place for the uninitiated, as Kitty Pride, the newest, youngest member of the team, is about to discover. Kitty, what are you doing in here? Uh, Nightcrawler sent me to tell you that he got held up in the kitchen, but door, the door was unlocked. I think we should have started your training session. Kid, that flaming stupid door is always unlocked. Right, use your phaser power. Turn around and walk through the wall. No good, she's I better get her out of here. So. Hang loose, kid. Angel will take care of you. Angel, no. The computers are running this session. Wherever you go, your test threat will automatically follow. Right. Robot, first I save the kid, then you die. Kitty, pumpkin, hit the deck. What? Why? Oh no. Relax, kitten. My whirlwind should pull you out of harm's way. But only for a moment. So long as Kitty remains in the danger room and the girl remains active, she is in deadly danger, and so are we. Dar! Colossus, take Sprite. Everyone else, try to reach the panic button. I'm canceling this session. This is serious. The harder we fight, the more difficult our tests become. And splitting our concentration between ourselves and Kitty will only make us more vulnerable. But, protect Kitty we must. Protect her we shall. I cannot catch her in my armored form. The impact will injure her. I must become human and hope that the danger wolf does not take advantage of Am I in trouble, Peter? Am I gonna get yelled at? Probably. If you survive. automatic entrances. It seems I teleported here in the proverbial nick of time. You could say that, friend Kurt. Are you alright, Kitty? Uh-huh. Are you frightened? Uh-huh. I also. Where were you, Kurt? I know it was your turn to clean the breakfast dishes, but that shouldn't have made you late for this training session. I'm sorry, Ohoho. The morning news had an interview with Professor Xavier about today's mutant headings in Washington. I guess I lost track of time. Don't do it again, and you, young lady, are never to come through that door when the warning light is on. Oh, don't be harsh, Storm. Kitty's first training session is scheduled for this morning. I'm sure her eagerness got the better of her. Next far, Kitty. Uh, yeah. Sure, Nightcrawler. Sure. All right, everyone up to the control booth, except you, Kitty. You stay here for your training session. 
She's still antsy around you, Kurt. Yeah, Wolverine. I've tried to break the ice between us, but nothing works. Uh, from strangers, I don't mind that reaction. <laughs> from a friend? A fellow X-Man? It hurts. Be patient, Kurt. She has so much to learn. Sprite, this is Storm. Begin whenever you wish. All you have to do is walk across the room. Don't sweat it, pumpkin. It won't hurt. Much. Thanks, Wolverine. I really needed that. I know the room is set on low power. It really can't hurt, but I'm still nervous. I'm scared! But... Aurora believes in me. They all believe in me. I can't let them down. She's shaking as she takes her first hesitant step. But as she moves further into the room, and nothing nasty seems to happen to her, her confidence slowly increases. Unsure of how to cope with all the myriad threats thrown her way, Kitty responds instinctively by simply using her mutant ability to phase through solid objects. She doesn't have to. Nothing can touch her. Simultaneously, as she doesn't so much as walk on the floor, as on the molecules of air above the floor. What trap doors open, she does not fall. The danger room does its level best to stop her. But it's a wasted effort. <laughs> I thought I'd seen it all. Charlie spends weeks programming the room for Kitty and she beats it with her eyes closed. <laughs> man, oh man, I wish Xavier were here. I'd give anything to see his reaction. <laughs> Back to the drawing board, I think. I made it! How'd I do, Storm? You were splendid, kitten. Gee. Suddenly, reality twists inside out for Kitty. She comes face to face with herself, an older, sadder, wiser, stronger self, and then her soul, too, is flung out over the abyss of eternity. In her mind, she screams. In reality, she drops without a sound. Kitty! Kurt, get down there! How is she? Breathing, thank heaven. Her pulse is strong and steady. There's no sign of any close injury. She looks... stunned. Oh, ho, ho. Impossible. We'd have seen the stun beam, and besides, I shut down the room systems the moment she reached the door. Take her to the infirmary for an in-depth examination. Perhaps this is a delayed reaction to something that happened during the test. And if it is, if my kitten is hurt, or crumpled, or worse... No, I dare not think of that. She's alright. She has to be. According to the biosensors, Kitty's fine. Then why did she collapse? Why is she still unconscious? Easy, Storm. Crawler said the kid's okay. Okay physically, Flyboy. But I'm getting some weird readings from the electroencephalogram. I ran comparisons between these and the ones in Kitty's med file. The basic pattern is the same, but these are more complex. Maybe Charlie or Mora can puzzle it out. This is sure way beyond me. One thing is certain. Something happened to Kitty. But was it an attack? And if so, from whom? Or 
Are we simply letting our imaginations run away with us? Our client of Fräulein is... Kurt! It's you! Really you! Alive! Awake! Of course I'm alive. What else would I be? I'm in the middle lab in the mansion. In Westchester. Then I made it! Kitty, you aren't making sense. Lie down, little one. Rest now. I can't. There's no time. Angel? Aurora? Peter! This is incredible! Rachel said she could do it, but in my heart of hearts, I didn't believe she could pull it off! Who is Rachel? Pull what off, kitten? Kitten. It's been years since you've called me that. Kitty, child, are you alright? I'm fine, Aurora, but I'm not Kitty. I'm Kate. This body is inhabited by the mind, the persona, the soul of the woman I'll be in 30 years. I'm from the future. Are you indeed? I think you're tired. You've had a rough morning and a hard shock. I'm concussed and hallucinating. Is that it? It's funny. I remember you telling me that the hardest part of this operation would be convincing you of the truth. The fact remains that on Halloween, in 1980, today, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants will murder presidential candidate Robert Kelly, along with Charles Xavier and Moira McTaggart. Kelly's assassination will set in motion the sequence of events that, 30 years from now, will culminate in the destruction of the world in a nuclear holocaust. I'm here to prevent that. She looks like a kid. But she stands, talks, moves, smells like a woman. Crazy as it sounds, Roro, my instincts say she is talking truth. Aurora, what I say may be a fantasy, but suppose it isn't. Can you afford to stand idly by while Senator Kelly, not to mention Charles and Moira, are murdered? No, I can't. We'll take you to Washington, kitten. There, Professor X can telepathically mind-scan you to determine your bona fides far more efficiently than any of us could. And also determine the veracity of your story. And so, as soon as Angel, in his alter ego as Warren Worthington III, master of one of America's larger private fortunes, whistles up his private jet, the X-Men are on their way. You say Kelly's death initiates a sequence of events, Kitty. What events? The Brotherhood killed him to teach humanity to fear and respect the power of Homo Superior. Their plan backfired. Mutants became objects of fear and hatred. We thought the mood of hysterical paranoia would pass. It didn't. In 1984, a rabid anti-mutant candidate was elected president. Within a year, the first Mutant Control Act was passed. The Supreme Court, bless him, struck it down as unconstitutional. The administration responded by reactivating the Sentinels. The robots were given an open-ended program with fatally broad parameters to eliminate the mutant menace once and for all. 
The Sentinels concluded that the best way to do that would be to take over the country. In the process, they destroyed not only mutants, but non-mutant superbeings, both heroes and villains. By the turn of the century, the North American continent was under their complete control. We fought. We lost. We died. And now, seeing you all alive. Oh God. I didn't think it would hurt so much. The rest of the world became more frightened of the Sentinels than of mankind. They threatened war if the Sentinels moved against them. The Sentinels, driven by their prime directive, are about to make that move. One of the surviving X-Men is a telepath. She devised a plan to psychically exchange the mind of one of us in the future with our counterpart in the past. I was chosen because at this time, as Kitty, I hadn't yet been trained to defend myself against a psychic attack. Wolverine should have freed the others by now. Whenever. Wherever now is. I wonder how they're doing. This old subway tunnel's working like a charm. It'll take us into the heart of Manhattan. How's Kate? Unconscious. I hope she remains so. The less Kitty knows of what has happened to her, and what may happen to her, the better. I wish we could have brought Magnus. I, I mean Magneto. He knew what he was doing when he volunteered to cover our escape. His wheelchair would have slowed us up too much. A noble death is still a death, Logan. And I am so sick of death. Hey? Above us. That sound. Sentinels! Franklin! All this Patrol 3L40 has contacted mutant escapees from South Bronx internment facility. Mutants, you are advised to surrender or face immediate termination. This is your only warning. Franklin, he... he... Uh, Storm, help me! When he died, I felt it in my mind. I know, Rachel, but you must yield your pain. Your grief. We need you. I won't break, Storm. Those bloody robots killed my man. The least I can do in return is kill them! Warning! Warning! This unit is under telekinetic attack! Rachel, guard Kate with your life. 
all are lovely. It has been a long while since we have practiced a festival special, has it not? Too long, pal. As Nightcrawler used to say, up up in the way. Muscles clench, synapses close, and gleaming adamantium claws pop out of the backs of Wolverine's hands. These retractable claws are forged of the strongest metal known, one far stronger than the Sentinel's omnium steel bones. Likewise, his entire skeleton is laced with that same miracle metal, making his bones virtually unbreakable. Add to that a berserker fury that gives him a fighting prowess of a score of heroes, and it's no wonder that his emotionalist robots respect and almost fear him. This unit's critically damaged, but still functional. Mutant assailant identified as Wolverine has been captured. Termination imminent. Storm, I've given you an opening. Finish this sucker. As it is done, Wolverine, this lightning bolt should reduce the Sentinel's computer brain to so much stuff. go, darling. Colossus and Rachel zapped the last one. Three now. How many do you need to go? Company is coming, my friends. Another triad patrol. The longer we stay in this place, the more vulnerable we become. No matter how hard or well we fight, the Sentinels can overwhelm us through sheer weight of numbers. Our only hope is to hit and run, and never let ourselves be backed into a corner. Alert! Contact established with mutant X-Man Colossus. If I hit the base of this terrible hotel precisely right, I think I can give our would-be pursuers a headache they will never forget. Robot screams are frightening the human, but Colossus does not care. He was the gentlest of souls until the Sentinel slew his friends and his children, and thereby taught him how to hate. We must push on. The Baxter Building is the Sentinel's continental nerve center. Destroy it and we can crumple them. I wish Kate luck, wherever she is. I do not know who will need it more, her or us. This is the Pentagon, the largest building of its type in the world, command headquarters of the mightiest military machine the world has ever known. To many people, it is more truly representative, for good or ill, of the reality of America than the White House or Congress just across the Potomac River. Deep within this man-made labyrinth, we find a young woman named Raven Darkholm. Colonel, I'll expect the latest stealth test results on my desk Monday morning. You'll have them, ma'am. She works out of the office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Research and Development, and as such has access to the most secret and sophisticated weaponry in America's arsenal. She's earned her position and the complete trust of her superiors. Unfortunately, that loyalty is as much an illusion as her appearance. For Raven Darkholm is a shapeshifter, a mutant, better known to her comrades as Mystique, founder and leader of the new brotherhood of evil mutants. Avalanche, whose touch crumbles any solid object, creating an irresistible avalanche tidal wave effect with earth, stone, steel, anything. Destiny, 
a blind precog with a psychic ability to see the future, the only member of the Brotherhood Raven calls friend. Pyro, who controls living flame, and last but not least, the Blob, only recently escaped from prison, a man whom no physical force can harm. Good morning, all. I trust these accommodations meet with your approval? No complaints? How nice. Destiny, what does the future hold? It's hard to be certain, Raven. I sense a variable, a new random element that could seriously affect our plan. I've been unable to focus on it. Also, the blob is uncomfortable with your leadership. There is a potential for trouble. Hey, Ray, you helped me bust out of the joint. You got me threads, bread, a classy pad. For that, I'm grateful. I just don't take orders from abroad. Well, la-dee-da, Chunky. You think you can do better? Blow it out, your union, Jack Limey. This is between me and... Yeah! Watch your mouth. And remember your place. Well, the next time you light a match, I'll create a demon that will paw broil instead of scare you. I've taken all the lip from you I'm gonna, Englishman. Fred J. Dukes ain't no two-bit amateur. I was part of the original Brotherhood. I worked for Magneto. If that was such an honor, Blob, how come you spent the last few years in prison? That sculpture. Avalanche, you disintegrated it. A minor demonstration of my power. Well, I don't need no hunk of rock to pulverize this punk. That's enough. All of you. You're correct, Blob. I'm not Magneto. But cross me in any way, and you'll find I can be as implacable and deadly a foe as the master of magnetism ever was. Now prepare yourselves, mutants. The time has come to strike. The United States Senate has been described as the greatest deliberative body on Earth. It has seen noble times and shameful ones. It has epitomized the highest ideals of humanity and the worst of realities. Today, once again, it and the people it represents are being put to the test. We are gathered here to address an issue of critical national and international importance. This is not a witch hunt, but we hope and pray a search for truth. Much about our world has changed in recent years. We face situations and threats undreamed of by earlier generations. One such is the appearance of Homo Superior, mutants, flesh of our flesh, blood of our blood, yet possessing powers and abilities which set them apart, some would say above the rest of humanity. Kelly's laying it on a bit thick. Yeah, so what else is new? Among our witnesses are Professor Charles Xavier, world-renowned expert on genetics, and Dr. Moira McTaggart of Edinburgh University, whose work in the field has won her a Nobel Prize. If you ask me, Charles, that sword's already made up his mind. Registration of mutants today, gas chambers tomorrow. Be charitable, Moira. He's scared. We must teach him that his fear is unfounded. 
coming through the door. Peter, Aurora, and... Kitty. I'd best contact them telepathically. Storm, what are you doing here? Is something wrong? You might say that, Professor. Open your mind to me, child. Your memories would explain matters far more effectively than your words. Overcoming an instinctive flash of reluctance and distaste, Storm does as she's told. After mind-scanning Storm, Xavier turns to Kitty, and what he sees in her brain makes him pale. Meanwhile... Whoa! This hearing's getting interesting. That's Warren Worthington. He's a mutie. His, uh, his uh, handles, the angel. He's the bankroll of West Coast Supergroup called the Champions. Tell Lois to try for an interview. Senator, in all honesty, I fail to see the need for this hidden. Or your concern. The need is simple, Dr. McTaggart. I merely wonder if, in a world of beings like Dr. Doom, Magneto, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, and Lord knows how many others, there's any place for ordinary men and women. I wonder as well, Doctor, if this same question wasn't asked by the last Neanderthal about the first Cro-Magnon. Holy! Get out of here, you people! Run for it! That wall's coming down! Hell! When the avalanche has run its course, an apt question, Senator Kelly, and one with its own answer. For we all know what the first Crow Magnon did to the last Neanderthal. I am Mystique. My colleagues and I comprise the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. We are your future, humans. Resist us at your peril. You've been babbling a lot about the mutant menace, Kelly. We're here to teach you the error of your ways. Shoot! A lightning bolt! Who did that? We did, Comrade Lob. We are the X-Men. Oh yeah? Except for that winged bozo, you sure ain't no X-Men I ever met. That's right, Fatso. We're better. If you mean to harm Senator Kelly, Mystique, or anyone here, you'll have to go through us to get him. That storm will be a pleasure. Kill them! This is a tale of two worlds, and of the child woman who sought to save them. 1980. The uncanny X-Men, Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, Angel, Sprite, and Nightcrawler face off against the newly reconstituted Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in a hearing room of the United States Senate. 2013. 
The remnants of that self-same team of mutant superheroes fight for their lives against the nigh-irresistible might of the Sentinels in a last-ditch attempt to save their world from nuclear Armageddon. And linking these two worlds, these two desperate battles, is Catherine Pride. In her hands lies the fate of mutantkind, of humanity, of the Earth itself. Failure is unthinkable, yet success may well be impossible, for she seeks to change history. Of the original Brotherhood, only the Blob remains. Joined now by the blind precog Destiny who can see the future, Pyro, master of the living flame, Avalanche, whose touch disintegrates inanimate objects, and the group's leader, the mysterious shape-changer called Mystique. Senator Kelly is fond of speaking against the mutant menace. My colleagues and I are that menace incarnate. As an example of our dread power, as an object lesson to those who would oppose us, we intend to kill him. Stand aside, X-Men, or suffer the consequences. You want Kelly Mystique? You'll have to go through us to get him. This is monstrous. How dare you freaks turn the United States Senate into a battlefield? How dare you threaten me? Marshals, arrest those people. Kelly? You're either the bravest man I ever seen, or the dumbest. Either way, you're gonna die today. That's enough out of you, fatso. You and your mutie playmates have gone too far this time, and you're gonna pay for it. Come along quietly, all of you, or else. Hooey! You got me shaking in my boots, cop. Chump, you're talking to the blob. No power on Earth can move me if I don't want to be moved, and no force on Earth can harm me. You're a real terror against ordinary people, Blob. Let's hope the X-Men prove it's easy to deal with. Beams of force hammer out from Avalanche's hands, giving the marble floor a liquid fluidity and sending it flowing towards the far end of the room like a tidal wave. Nightcrawler reacts first, using acrobatic skills honed by a lifetime in the circus to keep his balance on the swiftly tilting floor. Then he attacks, in a style uniquely his own. He teleports, materializing again and again right behind Avalanche. I can punch and disappear far faster than you can react to Halloween. Even your armor won't protect you for long against this fierce and assault. Avalanche, strike to your left. That is where my father will reappear. So, Colossus, you've the power to transform yourself into some form of metal. I wonder, can that metal melt? I do not know. I do not intend to find out. This Englishman has created a hand of fire, scrapping me. That's a fancy flamethrower you're packing, bub. I wonder what'll happen if I punch my claws through the fuel tank and into your stinking hide. Wolverine, don't! Storm, are you flipped? What do you think you're doing? Nice move, Storm. 
with the country's growing anti-mutant sentiment, the last thing we need is Wolvie carving someone up, even if it is a villain. Angel, find Senator Kelly. He must be protected at any cost. Nearby, scrambling for their lives, are the X-Men's founder and mentor, Professor Charles Xavier, and his colleague in mutant research. Also, his one-time love, Moira McTaggart. Charles, what the devil is happening? It's almost too fantastic to believe. Somehow, the mind and persona of the adult Kitty Pride from 30 years in the future has psychically exchanged places with that of her teenage self. The body of Sprite is inhabited by the consciousness of the woman she will one day become. That's daft. Moira, I telepathically scanned her mind. It is the truth. Professor Xavier, let's get you and Dr. McTaggart out of here. It's the first sensible suggestion I've heard all morning. Charles, if you're right, if time travel is possible, if as a result history is... We'll have to redefine our concept of reality itself. We'll never be completely sure what is from one moment to the next. That's that's frightening. Perhaps. You'll be safe here. Thank goodness. Wait. Moira, I sense some sort of energy field around this woman. She is not what she seems. You spotted the electronic damper field which kept you from reading my mind, Xavier. Until it was too late to do you any good. That shot of nerve gas instantly paralyzed you. Now deprived of your telepathic guidance, with only the woefully inexperienced storm to lead them, the X-Men will be fatally crippled. You are my most dangerous foe, Xavier. I should kill you while I have the chance, but for the moment, I think you're more use as a potential hostage. How fares our future destiny? I am not sure. Beyond a certain point, the images become jumbled, difficult to read. There is a random factor present, mystique, an anomaly that strikes to the very heart of the time stream. So long as it exists, nothing is certain. I've tried to pinpoint it without success. No matter. With or without your foreseeing help, my friends, the Brotherhood will prevail. And speaking of Destiny's temporal anomaly... Something's gone terribly wrong. My presence here hasn't changed a blessed thing! Have I endured and gambled so much, only to fail? Kate Pride's thoughts twist forward across the decades to her home, a North America ruled by Sentinels. Giant, super-sophisticated robots programmed to stamp out mutant kind. By the turn of the century, virtually every mutant, superhero, and supervillain in the United States and Canada had been either slain or imprisoned. Now the Sentinels prepared to expand their operations to the rest of the world. Other nations, however, viewed that as an act of war. To head off that world-destroying confrontation, the few surviving X-Men, joined now by Magneto, hatched a desperate plan. The seminal event that led to the Sentinels' recreation was the Election Eve assassination of presidential candidate Robert Kelly by the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Prevent that act of terrorism and, hopefully, the Sentinels would never come into being. 
the time switch had been made, and the X-Men persuaded to rush to Washington to block the Brotherhood's attack. But as the battle wears on, Kate realizes bitterly that history is proving far harder to change than she had anticipated. In that future, the four people whom Kate Pride loves most slowly, carefully pick their way through the ruins of Midtown Manhattan. Wolverine, Storm, and Rachel are the truest friends she could ever wish for. But Peter Rasputin, Colossus, is her beloved husband. For Kate, the most terrible of irony is that if it succeeds, the love she and Peter shared might vanish along with the Sentinels. But the risk, the potential loss, was accepted. There was simply no alternative. Hold it. Another patrol. The Sentinels are busy tonight. Not surprising, considering I successfully busted you out of your South Bronx concentration camp, trashing more than our fair share of Sentinels in the process. They'll be expecting us to try to make contact with my outfit, the Canadian Resistance Army. They won't be expecting an attack on their main headquarters, the Baxter Building. If we knock that out, we'll hamstring their operations across the entire continent. We'll have to hit hard and fast. I will take the lead, Logan. Okay, Roro. Good luck. My friend, I stopped believing in luck the day I saw my parents slain before my eyes while I survived. All my life, I've flown with death. I, who once swore never to kill, have killed. And if I must, I will kill again. In my own way, I've become as hard, as ruthless, as merciless as Wolverine. I've become so numb, I can't even hate myself anymore. If anything, my soul feels... tired. But so long as breath remains within me, I will do what must be done. Raw energy flows through Storm, automatically shaped and focused by her mind and her mutant metabolism, manifesting itself at last as an awesome, irresistible bolt of lightning. The Sentinel never knows what hits it. Rachel, you remain here to protect Kitty as best you can. I wish I knew how Kitty's faring in the past. Why is it taking so long? I don't know, Colossus. Our world might not change at all. Instead, Kate's actions could create an entirely different timeline. An alternate parallel Earth. So the time switch could be a wasted effort. Great. Wolverine, I'm sorry. I just don't know. Storm, these doors are locked. You'll have to gimmick the locks and alarms. There we are, Wolverine. It seems I haven't lost my touch. It was a lifetime ago when I was a street urchin in Cairo, being trained as a thief by Act Algabar. Those were hard days, but happy ones, though I was happier still years later in Kenya. The urchin became the goddess Aurora, the weather witch, who used her mutant powers to help the local villages. I... I wish I was there. I wish I was a child again. I might as well wish for the moon. The coast is clear, my friends. 
Baxter Building. The old HQ of the Fantastic Four contains some of the most sophisticated electronics lash-ups on Earth. That's why the Sentinels chose it as their primary base. But it's a base with an Achilles heel if our intelligence reports are accurate and the housekeeping system's still operational. The electric I-beam in my belt buckle should activate the FF's private elevator. Bingo! All aboard. Next stop, the roof. And the fight of our lives. A bit. My claustrophobia. Confined space is still put me on edge. And I can't help thinking that it wouldn't take much to turn this tiny box into a death trap. Washington, 1980. The X-Men are losing! I want to help, but I dare not. The news reports of Coward's assassination made no mention of precisely who killed him. It might have been any one of the Brotherhood. Like it or not, my duty lies with the Senator. I place my side. I'm certainly justifying you, Savior's faith in naming me team leader. My debut is rapidly turning into debacle. Cyclops could do a far better job. But Cyclops is not here. I did not want this position, but now that I have it, I do not intend to fail. We are hampered by the cramped space of the hearing room, and by our attempts to protect the innocent bystanders trapped in here. More than anything else, we need some fighting room. With that thought, Storm calls up a hurricane blast of wind, catching all the combatants by surprise and hurling most of them out of the Capitol building and on to the Great Mall. That sound. Someone's bombed the Capitol. Yeah, and it was probably the White House that did it. Jody, those are the X-Men. Wow, what a story. I've got to phone this one into the paper. Rick, Senator Kelly's committee was holding hearings today. Do you think they're all right? Before the young woman's frantic question can be answered, another shockwave rocks them all. The explosion of fist against armor as Colossus discovers that, where the blob is concerned, he is a far from irresistible force and a very movable object. I told you, Rusty. Unless I decide I want to move, no force on Earth can move me. But that ain't all I can do. I've been training myself to manipulate my mass. I've just made my body so dense it can squash even you flat. It may well be so, if you land on me. I've been hitting him as hard as I can, to no effect. It's like punching a body made of porridge. Perhaps the impact is stunned. I'm the white wolf! Right, sonny. Remember, I not only can't be moved, I can't be hurt either. Gee, you, I could probably trash all of you new X-Men all by my lonesome. Unnoticed by either the X-Men or the Brotherhood, an Army Fast Reaction Special Weapons Team has arrived from Fort Myers. Major, who are the good guys? Who are the bad? Who do we shoot at? It doesn't matter, Sergeant. Trash them all. We'll sort out the details later. Concussion cannon, fire! Colossus, look out! The energy weapon... Built by Shaw Industries, it's designed to derive from the same principles as Iron Man's legendary repulsor rays, strikes to deadly effect. That's one down. Let's see if we can't persuade the others that their fighting days are over.
Tacitus. A bad move, Jim. Using fire against one who can shape those flames into anything he chooses, and then turn them against you. I trust you all have adequate pensions. Your families will soon need them. Sarge! Soldiers are paralyzed with fear. Even if they ran, pyrophysics would fry them before they got a dozen stabs. I'm the better target. The more dangerous foe. I've got to catch Pyro's attention. Draw this creature after them. Angel's ploy works, in a way. While the fire demon reaches for the retreating angel, Pyro sees that his comrade is in trouble, and one fire monster splits into two. What's the matter, bub? You're so invulnerable, Hawkum, you're so scared of my claws. With the speed of thought, the demon lashes out. Only second stats. Even Wolverine's mutant-fast healing ability won't cope with the damage that Plankhead will do. Pyro's fire monster is huge. I'll need considerable amount of power to counter it, and I'll have to do it on the first pass. Wolverine won't survive long enough for me to try a second. In the blink of an eye, Storm climbs high above them all, gathering speed and strength as she goes. In another blink, she slams down through the heart of Pyro's creation, blasting it apart with a massive wedge of air that hits with the force of a battering ram. Wolverine, mein verrückt Freund, are you alright? I'll live, Elf. The fireproof, unstable molecules in my costume shielded me from most of the flames, and my fast healing ability is already dealing with my new burns. I owe Storm, pal. A few seconds more and... I'd have been a goner. Ugh. Oh, man, Crawler. This hurts. For you to admit that, Wolverine, you must be in agony. Let me help. What the devil? Wolverine, beware. That's not me. I'm me. One of the Brotherhood must be a shape changer. I like being unique. I don't take kindly to doppelgangers. Neither do I. This is crazy. Which is which? still too woozy for my burns. My senses can't tell them apart. But I figure the real Nightcrawler ought to be able to teleport out of the range of my claws. Wolverine, sheath your claws. Not a chance. We're in the middle of a fight, Storm. I'm in no mood for a debate. Sheath them or use them on me. That can be arranged, babe. Goodness, he means it. I am the leader of the X-Men. While that is so, you will use your claws when I command. No other time. I wouldn't take that from Cyclops. You will take it from me. You possess speed, strength, your unbreakable adamantium skeleton makes you nearly invulnerable. You should not need claws except in the most extreme of situations, against the deadliest and most powerful of foes. Alright, Storm. I'll do it your way. For now. This conversation ain't finished, not by a long shot. Lady, since you and your pint-sized pal would obviously much rather feed than fight, it only seems fair that I send you far away from here where you can do it in peace. Avalanche! Grab my hand, Wolverine. I'll fly you to safety. If you hadn't chosen such a stupid moment to get squeamish, lady, we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. What about Nightcrawler? Who's gonna help him? I won't know help, Wolverine. I intend to finish this fight on my own. Given up on me. He's endangering more soldiers. I've got to airlift them out of the way. Wolverine, come with me. 
I need your assistance to defeat the globe. Fine by me, bub. I'm in a mood to defeat someone. The bigger, the better. The blog posts did no power on Earth can move him. But suppose we move the Earth he stands on. Like Archimedes said, pal. Give me a big enough lever, and I can move the world. It's smart of Petey to use me as the fulcrum of his lever. That eye beam will crack before my adamantium steel bones will. You got him in the air, Colossus. What are you gonna do when he comes down? You're gonna die, Rusky. That's a promise. I intend to prove that no matter how awesome the Blob Prince's power has become, Colossus will not be crushed by him, by anyone! Ooh. Wow. Oh no! Excellent, Peter. That's two of the opposition beat. Angel rescued those soldiers, now it's deal with Pyro. He thinks himself protected by his flame future. He forgets that while fire burns anything, water douses fire. It takes virtually all her strength of body and will, not merely to create this storm, but more importantly to control it. And to do so, she warps weather patterns for miles around the District of Columbia. She creates a monsoon, confining it to a tiny section of the mall. Hit by this raw, primal, elemental force, neither the fire demon nor the man who brought it into being can stand against it very long. Three of the Brotherhood are down. Now a fourth joins them. Perhaps. Uncle Alblick, your mystique, your skin, your eyes, if this is indeed your true form, we are so alike. Could it be, Kurt Wagner, that you were not so unique as you once thought? You know my name. Who are you? Ask your mother, Margali Sardos, who would know better than she. Vamoose, buddy. The army's got Blob, Avalanche, and Pyro in custody, and they're looking to add the X-Men to their collection. Angel, no, we can't leave just yet. Oh, if we leave, we take Mystique with us. Some of the things she said, I must learn the answers, the truth. But when the German-born mutant turns to face his foe... She's disappeared. With her shape-changing power, she can transform herself into anyone she pleases. I'll never find her. I underestimated the X-Men, but never again. The Brotherhood will be rebuilt. Stronger than ever, and when the time is right, the X-Men will die. I'll generate a fog to cover us while we change back to our civilian identities. We'll rendezvous at the airport. I'll make sure that Professor and Moira are unharmed. It's too bad you revealed your identity, Wings. The feds are gonna try and crucify you for this caper. That short stuff is why I employ the best lawyers in the country. Storm! All of you! Wait! What about Sprite? When is she going to join us? In Destiny? The last of the Brotherhood? Where is she? Wouldn't Sprite still be protecting Senator Kelly? Of course. Oh no! And in 2013... We 
We've arrived, troops. So far, so good. So far, Logan, we have done little good. Destroying few sentinels will not save the world. That's so, Roro. But zapping this baby here ought to gum up the work something fierce. He's Omega Series, a low number, one of the executive cadre. And he's all mine. Give me a fastball special, Petey. I'll gut that sucker from head to hips. Summoning all his considerable strength, Colossus hurls his friend toward the seemingly unsuspected Sentinel. Wolverine takes off like a runaway missile, but faster we fly, the Sentinel reacts a fraction faster. surrounds the Sentinel with a fearsome blizzard, dropping its surface temperature far below zero in a matter of seconds, making its metal skin dangerously brittle. One punch from Colossus will shatter it. While she concentrates on this robot, she counts on her airborne maneuverability to protect her from its companion. This time, she hopes in vain. Peter! Peter Rasputin was ever a gentleman, a man of peace. A man who, like the woman he holds in his arms, thought life the most precious of gifts and loved the most precious celebration of that gift. Aurora was a sister to him, the best friend he ever had, and he finds that her death is unendurable. His hands red with her blood and screams, and moments later when he feels himself gripped by a murderous berserker fury to rival Wolverines, he welcomes it. On the street far below, tears stream down Rachel's face. But she makes no move to wipe them away. Instead, she holds the unconscious body of Catherine Pride Rasputin, within which resides the mind and soul of Kitty Pride, tighter to her breast. In my mind, I felt Oro and Logan die. I can feel Peter's rage. I want to break contact, but I... I can't. I don't want Peter to be alone when he... When he... He's dead. So quickly. Funny. I've experienced death so often in the minds of others, yet... I'm terrified of dying myself. 
If Kate's body dies here, will her mind be trapped in the past? If so, I wish her a happier life than the one she lived. We did all we could, my darling Kate. Now it's up to you. Back to 1980. The blind precog, Destiny, has Senator Kelly cornered. But if she can psychically scan the future, why hasn't she spotted me? Unless... The time switch has made me somehow invisible to her prescient abilities. My colleagues have been defeated, yet victory will still be ours with your death. Murdering me will accomplish nothing. True, people will fear mutants as they fear all terrorists. But they won't be cowed by that fear. They'll fight back. They'll destroy you, Destiny. Possibly. But you are a greater threat alive. Do not try to evade my crossbow bolt, Senator. I will sense your plans a heartbeat before you even formulate them and fire where you are going to be. I wouldn't give you that satisfaction. If I got my hands on you mutant, I'd probably break your neck. But I won't run. <laughs> Destiny laughs softly and tightens her finger on the trigger. But... As my, Destiny fires, Kate phases wraith-like through her, calling upon her decades of oh, training oh, and experience me. to act as her Consuming child self me. could not. Senator! Doc! She wills her shoulders to become solid, bashing the other woman's arm and throwing her off aim. In that split second, an abyss opens within Kate Pride. Reality twists inside out and suddenly, she comes face to face with herself as a child, so innocent, so vulnerable, so young. Impulsively, she gives herself a kiss and lets the winds of eternity sweep her home. I mean, Sprite, are you all right? Senator Kelly, have you been harmed? Storm? Where am I? This isn't the danger room. I feel... Who are you, young woman? Who is this child? I am Storm, leader of the X-Men, and I suspect this child is the person who saved your life. Mutants, like people, are both good and bad. You would do well to remember that, Senator, before you seek to condemn us all. Storm. Professor, the authorities are coming. I must leave. We will rendezvous with Angel's private aircraft. Hey, Dr. McTaggart. Thank heaven you're all right. Destiny. Captured as well. Have no fear, my dear friend. Neither you nor the Brotherhood will be in prison for long. This mystique swears. Later, en route to the Westchester, New York mansion that serves both as Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters and the secret headquarters of the X-Men, Professor X explains all that has transpired to a dumbfounded sprite. You remember nothing after blacking out in the danger room? Nope. Except, well, I think I felt someone kiss me just before I woke up. Perhaps it is for the best. I think if I knew my future, I would spend my life trying to change it. You said you mind scanning, Professor. What did you find out? About me, I mean. 
that Kate Pride is as delightful and admirable a person as Kitty Pride. The rest you will discover in due course. Professor, we saved Senator Kelly. Kitty's mind has been returned to her body. Does that mean we change the future? I do not know, Warren. Cliché though it sounds, only time will tell. 